Adventure, and welcome back to Return to EverQuest, a podcast where we revisit and discuss the classic game of EverQuest. In this episode, we're going to be discussing our journey deep into the dungeon of Najena. As always, we want to thank you for subscribing to our show and leaving those ratings that help power level our show to the next level. Honestly, whenever we see a new rating or review, it's like that moment when you're grouped up at a hard camp and boom, this high-level druid comes around, <laughs> casts damage shield on you, then you start running around like crazy, getting tons of ads. But at the end of the day, you get beat up a little bit. Maybe you die, maybe you don't. But in either case, it was worth it. Am I right? So you know we what I mean. We've all been there. So thank you very much. And so moving on to our first topic, I want to talk today about the EverQuest community. Eric and Carlos, I want to ask you two, what do you think about the EverQuest community today? All right. So in my opinion, the community of EverQuest is very small, but they're also very helpful, very mature, and very dedicated. So when you compare that to the P4P server, you got a very toxic community there, in my opinion. So it's definitely a different change from what we're used to. I've also noticed the Forever Quest podcast that I've been listening to. What I like about them and and their community is that they speak of the end game classic zones, which has more of that raid content in it, which I wasn't too exposed to with my uh, EverQuest career, you could call it. So I had a level eighty five Necromancer and on the PvP server, and I did a couple raids. I think I did about five raids or so, but I wasn't involved with the guild. The good thing about the Necromancer is that you were able to solo pretty much all the way up until level 85 and beyond, which wow. I liked in that. Um, but I think they're doing a great job exposing people to that side of EverQuest that we a lot of people haven't been involved in. So it's really cool to listen to. And then as far as the future of EverQuest, I think the classic game as any game will eventually die out. But the idea of EverQuest and the universe itself will live on to something else. Hopefully another game is made or it could translate into someone could create a D&D campaign. But hopefully eventually somebody picks up EverQuest and tries to do something other than just to let it live a couple more years, which it seems like what's going on right now. Um, hopefully that changes in the future. Yeah, it'll be a shame to... To see the EverQuest world go away for good. I had a question about your Necromancer. How how were you involved in raids? I always thought that you always had to be in a guild. Um, how did you get, uh, or how did you participate in, in the game? In the, in those so raids? towards the end, yeah, towards the end of my time, I was involved in a guild at the very end. And okay. there was a guild called Pandemonium on that server, which was the highest end guild. And I wasn't involved with them, but it was... I think it was Ascending Dawn. Uh, there was a feeder guild for one of the top mm. end guilds. And that was what I was in. So you start off in one of those guilds. And if you're good enough, after a couple months or a year, they, they could recruit you to the higher end guild. So you start off doing low end raids. That sounds like, it sounds like, you know, in baseball, you have the minor leagues. They're, they're called the, yeah, yeah. the feeders, the, the farms. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically that's what the same it was. thing. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I was in that guild for a little while and then maybe like a month and I did a couple raids with them. And, and then that was right before I, I quit EQ back in like 2010. But it was funny because you're on a P PvP server and you still have fighting within the guild. So I remember I was uh, going on a raid and there was a, I think it was a Paladin or something. One of the main tanks and I were fighting each other. So it was like 40 or 50 people. And we're fighting each other, and there's so many people, no one really knows what's going on, so they don't know the guy's attacking me, and I'm attacking him. 
while, while there's downtime. It's like the weirdest thing, thing because everybody could attack each other, you know? He looked at him wrong. He attacked him. He Gosh. looked at him wrong. <laughs> I think the guy, I think I had killed him before, and then I recently joined the guild, and he saw me, and he was trying to get revenge on me in the middle of the guild. <laughs> and no, <laughs> you know, no one knows what's going on at the time. So it's funny how that whole system works out. It's so different from the blue servers that we're playing on now. And can you remind uh, the audience what the name of your of your necromancer was, please? Yeah, he was Baker Man Player Killer. That's probably so if, why. <laughs> yeah. If you see the guy's last name, you you know, because uh, it's funny on the PvP servers, you got these anti-player killers and you got player killers. It's kind of what they turn into. So I was a player killer and you have groups of people that play on there that are anti-player killers. So they stick to each other. And if they notice somebody's acting out of line, killing people, they try to hunt you down and get you. And then you could get banned from their groups and their, the word gets around that you're a player killer. That was a great thing about being a necromancer is that you didn't need to rely on groups. It, it didn't matter. So what you could do is you go and pick people off one by one <laughs> as you go throughout the zone. <laughs> so it's a great, the Necromancer is a great class to play on those servers. <laughs> Carlos, what about you, man? Any uh, thoughts on the EQ community? I mean, I think it resonates with everybody. Um, I, you know, coming back after so many years uh, to play EverQuest, uh, I, I do have to say that the community is mainly composed of people that cherish the game. And yes, the game is rougher on the edges, but but I think the folks that, that still play it or have come back to it like us really hold it dear to our hearts. So I don't believe uh, that we've encountered any jerks or trolls yet, and, and I doubt we will, because obviously, you know, being a PvE server has a lot to do with it. But everybody, everybody seems quite friendly, and, and even the high-level players we've seen, that they're so eager to help us out or buff us up and everything. Uh, but... One thing that always rubbed me the wrong way is the power leveling. You know, seeing a level six character in a zone with like level three mobs. And we saw that a lot in, in Unrest. And I think we saw it in Befallen as well a little bit. But the problem that, that with that is that then you have a level 60 just mass pulling the whole area and then just, you know, feeding it into this tiny little guy. And I think that can be a, a huge pain for us, right? But then again, isn't that the nature of the beast? Uh, because the game has such a niche audience uh, and sometimes it's really hard to find lower level folks uh, to group up with us uh, or with anybody. Uh, but speaking of that, obviously we're fortunate enough that we have a nice group of people and we almost have a full group every time we go on adventures. So it's been a lot of fun for us. Yeah, we're very lucky to have almost a full group every time we play. So I do consider us fortunate because that, that's a huge part of EverQuest is the social aspect and playing with your friends in a group and, and going to hunt stuff and creating those shared experiences. So I really enjoy that. Right. With, with the power leveling aspect, like you said, Carlos, like we, we experienced that in the Jenna as well. There was a guy power leveling, but I think if, if they're there before we get there, then I, I you know, I'm like, okay, the guy was already here, but if they come in after somebody's there, if they come into a zone and start pulling all the mobs, so now that the, the people were there can't get anything anymore. I think that's when it becomes, uh, a wrong thing to do at that point. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Except, uh, you know, Baker Man player killer who doesn't like groups. So he just goes on his own and <laughs> plays solo to level 80. There's <laughs> <laughs> a funny thing about when you're, when you're a necromancer, the gameplay is so different, especially in a PVP server. You, you, your prerogative is to find these, these zones that no one's ever heard of and nobody ever visits. And you go there and you just 
hunt mobs by yourself. Like that's that's the life of a necromancer. It's an an isolated life. Hmm. And then you 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 level up to go PvP with people. You know, so a single it's, a single it's player so, game. It's so weird. like an outcast. <laughs> an outcast among outcasts. Yeah. An outcast. That's yeah. what necromancers are, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, so as you both know, I'm on social media a lot, uh, mainly on Twitter, but I've been getting a lot on on Reddit. And so I see a lot of people, uh, mainly on Facebook and Reddit is where it's at, Twitter not so much, but who are coming back to EverQuest after many, many years away from the game. It's pretty neat. And also, it's astonishing, but I'll see people who've never quit and still play the game to this day. For We're talking 22 years here. So my overall feel is that the EverQuest community is really in a healthy spot. I mean, it's not as big as it used to be, but... There is a dedicated core group of players. Uh, so I do think that that is, is healthy for the EverQuest community. And I think our show is kind of reaching out to those people who don't have time to play anymore, but they can like live vicariously through our gnomes and the experience we talk about here on the show. So I think that's really neat as well. It's, you know, they don't have to play, but they can experience it with us. So I look forward to continuing to get involved with the EverQuest community. And it's always a pleasure to run across people and talk about their love. I mean, People that love EQ, they love it. So it's really neat to see the the passion in those conversations. So we'll move uh, on here to discuss what the Gnome Crew's been up to. And after slaying the tyrannical Lord Pickclaw and Runny Eye, it was Evernerd's turn to lead an expedition. So Derek, I want you to tell us where Evernerd took us and give us some lore. After a failed attempt to locate King Zol. The groups of gnomes chose to initiate a campaign against the Picklaw goblins in the Citadel of Runiai, so that they may acquire loot that would make amends for their long journey. After the eventual slaughter of Lord Picklaw himself, Evanet, Tinkerwings, Nerfenpuff, and company receive word that a dark elf named Scar awaits them at the Lumberyard in High Pass Hole. They quickly mount their steeds and make way through the gorge of King's Orb and East Karana, till they reach the narrow mountain pass that leads toward High Pass Hole. After a day's journey up the mountain, they arrive before the gates of High Keep, a gambling resort which serves as a bastion of trade in the memory of a lost empire. It is here where Evernerd is reunited with his lifelong acquaintance, Captain Orban. How do you hold, my liege? I'm doing quite well, Orban. My companions and I are on a journey to defeat Meldraft the Malignant. I will ready my horse. You owe me nothing more, Orban. You saved my wife and children from certain death during the orc raids in these mountains. I owe you my life, my lord. I assure you, your friendship is payment enough, Orban. Then at least let my son and I accompany you to the edge of the hold so that we can reminisce of old times. Okay, I'll accept that. It's good to have you by my side once again, Orban. Remember when we used to teleport to the Wraith Mountains to go goblin hunting? <laughs> Those were splendid days indeed. I've since taken my children to the area. We visit the same spots. I tell them the stories of how their warrior father and his wizard friend used to protect the local farmers from such goblin evil ray. You're a good father, Orban. Sire? Captain Orban and the gnomes head over to the lumberyard, where they rendezvous with the one who is called Scar. Welcome, adventurers. I have been waiting for your arrival for quite some time. Here at the lumberyard, you hear many things, and one of those things 
things is that Meldraff is looking for you. I used to be part of a faction of Dark Elves that were allied with Meldraff, so I can help you defeat him. You can't just go barging back into the Steamfall Mountains without his notice. That would be quite amateur. In order to defeat Meldraff, you must catch him off guard, and the one who can help you do that is a magician known as Najena. Tell us more. Najena is a very powerful and studious mage who served as the understudy to Nereac Queen Cristano's Dex, also known as the Duchess of the Dead. Cristanos ruled over a secluded cast of mages known as the House of the Dead. These mages were the only ones allowed to study the Dark Arts, and Najena was the only one allowed to access their great library of souls for research. However, Najena did not have full autonomy to experiment with the dead as she pleased, because she was under the watchful eye of Nereac King Nathoxdex, who did not trust his wife or her subjects. So Najena summoned elementals and undead to begin secretly constructing a laboratory for her in the Lavastorm Mountains. Once the laboratory was finished, she faked her death in the Ocean of Tears while on a research expedition to Fredware, and moved into her new home in the Lavastorm Mountains, along with the cast of ogres loyal to her. She has since named the laboratory after herself, and can be found deep within performing elemental experiments. Only she has the power to shield you from Meldra's vision. Thank you, Scar. We appreciate your assistance. Take this platinum for your troubles. No payment is necessary. I wish you the best. Evanard turned to Tinkerwinks and advised him to ready his steed and polish his staff. He then turned to Nerfenperth and advised him to ready his sandwich. It was then, within the corner of his watchful eye, that Orban observed Scar use a sleight of hand to withdraw the dragon dirk from his girdle and thrust it toward Evanert's back. Orban, with no time for consideration, lunged himself forward without hesitation, as he said to Evanert, At your six, my liege. The dagger then penetrated Orban's neck, and he fell lifeless to the ground. Evanert turned around to see Orban's body on the ground and realized what had happened. He let out a loud yell as the flames of Alcabor began emanating from his body. It's as if time stood still at this very moment while he replayed in his head the memories that he and Orban shared so many years ago. He then looked up at Scar and levitated him off the ground into the air where Scar awaited the slow approach of the creeping flames. Evanerd then focused all of his elemental energy into one hand and with a flip of his wrist dispelled Scar's corpse into the undead realm of Shadow Rest. No! Father! Father! <laughs> Everyone nearby stood in disbelief. As to the events that had just occurred, they all began to mentally sympathize for Orban's son as he lay there weeping over his father's corpse. 
Evanhood knelt down next to the child and put his hands on his shoulder in an effort to comfort him. But the child pulled away and continued to weep. <laughs> With tears in his eyes, Evanhood glanced over to his companions and suggested they make haste to Magenna. They all agreed and began to ready their steeds. Wow. Well, uh, Evernerd here. So for everybody listening in the audience, I just want to add something here. Uh, each episode where we do these like new kind of like story, we're, we're kind of doing this big overarching story. But the way we do it is we have whoever led the expedition that week. They're in charge of like composing their own story and part of the lore and whatnot. So it's a surprise to us. We don't hear that until the podcast. And um, yeah. I'm a little curious why Nerf and Perf is cooking a sandwich and, you know, Tinkerwinks is doing some uh, poll. You know, he's doing something with the poll there. And, uh, you know, Evernerd's got all these great powers. Why? And then this guy dies. Poor guy. You know, in front of his kid. And then Tinkerwinks, what happens? He doesn't even resurrect the guy. He just, like, leaves him dead. I know. Right. What's going on? <laughs> oh, man. That happens when we're playing the game. I got caught. I got caught with my pants down again. I don't, I don't know yeah, how to respond you know? to that. But yeah, I, I do like I do like the way that we have it set up. Where, yeah, we I, I forget the name of that game. Remember that game where somebody thinks of like when you write a story like that, where somebody thinks of, of a word or takes it somewhere, and then somebody else has to add to it. Do you uh, remember that? Tele- I don't know. Not telephone. Telephone. Yeah. You put, no. Yeah, I think that's it. Telephone like game. That. Is it no telephone? I, was I think that's what they call it. Well, no, telephone's different because you start no, with okay. a predetermined thing. But I know what you're saying the game where you add it to the sentence and you make a big long thing. Yeah, exactly. And you, it keeps changing. And it, it's cool because for it's a surprise for us as well. Like, I, I you know, the, the, the whole epic story that just happened with with uh, Evernerd's friend, that's tragic. But but it's it's also amazing just to see, you know, how the group goes around and, and the yeah. story evolves. So it's also fun for us. Yeah, it's fun for us because we get to be creative with it. Like, there's just different ideas that you have that you could go with and it's fun to see where the other person went because everyone's different with their ideas oh yeah i 100 percent right. agree and I, it's funny because i think uh he got like a christopher nolan john williams vibe here going i'm like holy crap the production value on this thing's pretty good so i gotta we gotta step it up carlos we gotta step it up to next and if you're if you're <laughs> keeping along with the story so we t- we started the story just because it was an easter egg and and you maybe you didn't catch it but at the end of episode i believe it was episode four uh regicidal gnomes kill the kobold king if you go to the post like close out music there's a special little snippet there of of lore and story that's kind of playing out that's kind of where this whole thing ties in with meldrath so go back and listen if you missed it the first time but Jenna, so such a dark and scary sounding place and it's kind of funny for me i kind of laughed about it i talked about this on on reddit and facebook a little bit but Jenna wanted to keep her she faked her death what a living secret, yet she builds her lair like right outside of Nariac, and then she has this huge sign when you go into the zone. It says Najena, literally like written in blood right outside where she's hiding. I mean, what a noob. <laughs> right? Such a self-centered mage, that one. <laughs> but uh, it, it, uh, for me, it's crazy to think that she's that powerful to create that small city all by herself. Yeah, she got help with elementals, and I, I believe some ogres, and uh, but 
all by herself and, and this small group of people that created this nice city in the middle of Lava Storm. Uh, and if you go to Lava Storm Mountains, you can also see the spillover from her works in Lava Storm. You'll see all those elementals roaming around. So it's kind of cool. Uh, one thing that I, I, I kind of wanted to point out and not discrepancy in the lore for Nagena. Uh, I don't know if you guys have, have seen that, but it revolves around the Necromancer's epic. And uh, while you're doing your menial job as a courier boy, because, you know, some of the quests is like, you got to bring this to that, to that guy and the other guy and whatnot. Um, there is an apprentice in Nectulo's Forest by the name of Benenzi Obredenzi. And she actually asked you to kill Najena just for the crime of crimping her style, Benenzi's style. And, and she says this, and I quote, you know, there is a certain dark elf magician who has decided to wear the same fashion as I have on several occasions. I do not wish to attend another social gathering in Neri. I can look exactly the same as another woman. Slay her and bring me her robe. So Najena is going to social functions in Neriak, huh? Like that's I interesting. Wonder. How do you know she's talking about Najena though? That she doesn't mention her by name because she makes you go to Najena and get that robe. It's so, one of the uh, <laughs> one of the uh, dark elf magicians, right? It, it's and, Najena. So, <laughs> so maybe she's going in, in a new persona, yeah. maybe you know, because she doesn't she doesn't you know call her out by name. Well, maybe she she's a magician. She can conceal herself, you know, yeah. as a hide her identity. That's, that is weird because I couldn't find that when I looked up the lore. And a lot of the lore that I got from the Jenna is from EverQuest 2 because EverQuest right. 1 has like a little snippet of something and that's it. And then EverQuest 2 has all this extra add-in stuff that also relates. It's very relatable to EverQuest 1. Yeah. So it just adds this, fills in these extra details that EverQuest 1 left out. Yeah. Ho hopefully maybe the developers, if they're still out there. And they might catch wind of here. Just please let us know. I'm just, I'm just very us. impressed with your your voice acting for the female lady who wanted her dad. So, so, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna need you to kill her for her uh, robes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, I, I, I wanted uh, yeah. to go pompous, and I don't know why I just went there. It sounds like yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. my pompous voice, oh my female or male. A very strange woman. So anyway, uh, let's go here to the. Evernerd, if you want, let's brief the audience on the overall zone, what kind of monsters were in there, what loot and everything since you led the expedition. Okay. All right. So the zone of Degena is basically a cave because it's in, contained within a mountain. So the music is eerie and reminds me a lot of the music in Befallen. I thought it was the same music, and I think I referenced it to one of you, and you said, no, it's, it's different. So it's very similar. As you travel through the tunnels of Najena, you will encounter a variety of evil-oriented mobs, which include, we got a list here, it's skeletons, frog locks, goblins, minotaurs, ogres, spiders, tentacle terrors, elementals, dark elf necromancers, and dark elf magicians. The most notable NPCs are the Bonecracker, Officer Grush, the Guard Captain, Moosh, Raffle, Trazdon, the Widow Mistress, Drelzna, Ekaros, and Najena herself. If you stray too far off the path when you're inside, you will stumble upon a torture chamber in the depths of Najena, which is where the Bonecracker awaits you. There's a lot of chains hanging from the walls, and he has a torture table in front of him. Throughout the rest of Najena, there's a magical vibe. 
A lot of the rooms contain magicians and they're littered with magical decorations. There's stars and moons on the walls. There's some good loot in the zone for our level, but I think the only item of importance that we actually stumbled upon was Najena's flowing black robe, which Evernerd now proudly wears. Uh, there's also a few hidden traps in the floor that will drop you into a locked caged area beneath if you near uh, Raffle's room. If you don't have the key to get out, then you'll be stuck. So a funny story I want to share is while we were there, we're gnomes, so we could slip through the cage uh, cages and get out. The gnomes have a lot of advantages. You can see through walls, you can slip through cages. And I actually, I created the, uh, a noob character the other day just to play around with. And it was, uh, I forget what it was, like a human or something. You can't see through walls with them. Only the gnome. Mm. It, may, it may also be with other small races, but at least the gnome we know for sure is special in that way. So we could slip through the things. But anyways, we're hunting in a zone and some guy's like, hey, uh, can any, anybody have the key to let me out of this cage? So, you know, we go out and say, well, you know, maybe how much platinum do you have? <laughs> so it's funny because he, he ended up getting out some way. I think someone helped him out. But if you get stuck in a cage like that, like let's say you're in a zone by yourself and you get stuck, there's just there's no way to get out. So you got to call people in to get you out. And let's say back in the day when your corpse laid on the floor, well, now you're corpse is there in a cage and you have to somehow get back to your corpse to get it it's just crazy or if, or if you're on a pvp server and you and someone's like hey can somebody help me get out of this cage well you know no one will dare ask that question because someone's going to go down there and, and kill them and loot them if the person's in a cage stuck and if you're like you know any of the arcane classes can you just dot them and just yeah watch them die up. yeah up. wow yeah awful well, actually, in the beginning, I th I think they may have changed it, but you used to be able to charm other players. Yeah, in the beginning, as in the way beginning. And then you could tell him to, you tell him to go into Raffle's room, and and then he dies in there. And now his, <laughs> his corpse, Awful. his corpse is in there with twenty mobs. Man, that's messed up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyways, that's 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 my. So, uh, so let's bit. talk about um. What are gnomes not in the Jenna? So take a wings, take us away. Oh, I, I don't know why you guys choose <laughs> these zones. I mean, first it was unrest and befallen, and now the Jenna. I mean, this place is again awful. Uh, like Derek was mentioning, the the place is full of torture chambers, and um, the creepy music really brings us back all the horrors that we experienced back in befallen. So it, for me, again, another awful place to be in, another cave. Uh, I didn't like it at all. I mean, it was a great zone, a lot of fun, but still, you know, eerie and creepy. And and like we said earlier, I see, you know, Najena went all out in the building, uh, and she built this little shop of horrors that you can find in Lavastar. Oh, it's Crazy. horrible! Evernerd, let us into this very <laughs> scary dungeon, and there were severed heads and dwarf torsos hanging on hooks everywhere. Little people like us, I didn't like it. It was. I heard sobbing deep in the dank prisons down below. It was real scary. I mean, who does this kind of stuff? So Nerf and Perf may not have liked it, but personally, I really enjoyed the zone. I mean, in terms of theme and difficulty, the mobs were great. And who doesn't like a dark elf dungeon? I mean, the thematics were, were excellent. The loot was great, too, because now we got a flowing black robe. And that is one of, in my personal opinions, one of the best looking robes in all of EverQuest. It's now being worn by Evernerd. But uh, I, I think it looks awesome. Agreed. It does look amazing. Yeah, I have, I have one question for Nerf and Perf. Why? Is, is oh. that sandwich oh. ready yet? <laughs> I, I ate it already. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, you know, in, in Everett Nerd's character, 
you won't notice much of a voice change here, but uh, it's yeah, because it's you. <laughs> yeah, I, we we still haven't heard tickle so, words, uh, I guess. <laughs> so I was a little hesitant to enter Nagena's laboratory without Tankle, our Palladin tank, but I was unwilling to put our journey on pause, especially after Orban's death. We owe his family a rapid resolution to this wrongdoing. Yeah, poor Orban. Um, but. Yeah, without our pally as a tank, it was quite a challenge uh, since a rogue filled that role. And I, in my opinion, our DPS just created. Well, let's talk this. about our tactics then, right, in the Jenna. I think there are some funny experiences we had there. But what moments did require these coordinated tactics? I mean, I don't think we did too bad without the tank. But what do you all think? Any funny experiences? Any moments where this kind of really came through where we needed a tank? I think we died, what, like once or twice, or we had to evacuate a couple times because I don't think we would have if we had a tank because the tank could pull everything to him, taunt. The, the rogue is not strong enough, and him serving as a tank in some occasions just doesn't work out too well. Good thing a, a lot of those mobs were uh, a little lower than us. But our main goal in Jenna was to get to Nagena. So in order to get to her, you require a series of keys that are obtained off the named mobs in the zone. So we went from one mob to the next, acquiring these keys and experienced some hiccups along the way. I think everyone is getting more accustomed to their class and, and played them very well this week, too. So congratulations on, on that. I think everyone's getting better. <laughs> Slowly, a slow wow. progression. However, uh, Nerf and Perf require some fine-tuning in the area of calling out how much mana he has left after what? or before he gets to 0%. What? That would be nice. Oh, so you remember that? He's like, uh, he's like asking Cassie, I'm at 0%, I'm at 0%, guys. Well, sorry for, for doing everything I can so, to help save you all. So we, I think we established now if he's like at 30 to 25%, he's going to call that out, and then it gives us a heads up. So good thing I, I – there was one occasion where I started casting Evacuate uh, just in case, and uh, at the last <laughs> second, he's like, 0% mana, and then we got out. I'm like, thank God. I remember that. He so, preemptively cast it. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he good. said, no, Evernerd always says, we're fine. It's good. And I, still no, remember, no, no, he, no, I remember he was freaking out. And then he's like, no, 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 we got this. We got this. And all of a sudden, it's like my screen <laughs> freezes loading. And all I hear is Evernerd <laughs> saying, too late. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, for purpose is too overconfident with the situation. So they sit in with like 10% man. He's like, oh, we got this. We got this like six mobs. There still and 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 then no 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 we don't got it. So he starts running or gate or something. Oh hey, yes. so, he always gets out. He always yeah. gets out. So good thing we have the evacuate skill of uh, spell now. The wizard does so that takes us back. You cast it. It's like a gate spell. Takes you back to the beginning of the zone and it wipes off all the aggro off you. So that's been a yeah, lifesaver I, for I us. Agree, I agree. The evacuate is pretty sweet to have. Yeah, it is. And Tinklewinks needs to. Uh, work on better communication, better communicating which mobs are attacking him so I know exactly what to root. So Carlos, <laughs> there was one, one time that he got frustrated because when we were, you remember Carlos, we were fighting a Jenna and, uh, or, or in that area and you would move. Every time a mob gets on you, like move. And I'm trying to find the mob that's on you so I could root, but you keep moving around. So then I <laughs> said something and then you got super irritated, like, why don't you worry about your own character? <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to save you, man. <laughs> but it yeah. wasn't, it was something I thought you were going to run into the water. I'm like, Carlos, where are you going? Because you're, you're, you like yeah, ran towards the water. 
Yeah. And then you stopped. I thought you were gonna run in the water, and when you run in the water, I can't cast spells. Okay. Yeah. Right, 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 I gotta chime in here, right? With Nerf and no, 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 no. I gotta put some, <laughs> some stuff out there for the audience so they understand. Yeah, got a bone pick here. You got a bone pick. So hard to play a wizard, right? It's like, okay, what do I do? Mm, I'm gonna hit hockey number one. Yeah, that's a that's a damage spell. Okay, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, well, what's going on here now? Okay, yeah, let's hit number one again. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. one 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 one. Yeah, get the heck out of here. Get the heck out of here. What, what's your uh, you gotta you gotta what's observe your, your your goal is to be a supervisor. You supervise a situation, and and you tell people when it's time to get out. Want to keep going? That's that's your role, you know. You got to make sure everyone's yeah. doing their job. I think I think you should change or when whenever you when you get you know to ask us about funny things that happen. I think you should change it now to like, does anybody have any bones to pick or do you have any beef with any of the grooms? Because that's what's been happening every time with Evernerd. <laughs> the funny but bones. I, I do I do remember I do remember that part specifically there because I was I, I got really frustrated because what happened was I was. I had to heal because we don't have our tank. So I had to constantly heal the rogue because he was getting hammered by yeah. all the mobs. So constantly here, constantly heal. And all of a sudden, Evernerd, uh, or you, you get aggroed because of the fact um, uh, you're using a lot of, you know, you're doing a lot of damage, a lot of your DPS. So then I have to worry about you as well because, you, you know, obviously we're all made out of freaking paper. So I have to then heal you. And then when I heal you, all of a sudden I get all this aggro. So what I usually do is I try to take a couple of steps back. A little bit, a little bit at a time to see which one has been rooted and which one hasn't to try to help you out. But I guess it doesn't really help you whenever you root something and I move back just to help you see which ones you know you have to still root or it has to be charmed. Um, no, it helps. It helps. It's just that area was so small and yeah, it was tiny. Yeah, that I thought you were going to run into the water and that was going to be like, no, don't run into water because then I would have had to jump in after you and and that's what yeah. I was asking. At that point, I thought you were going to say something about healing, and I was so into it. I was so frustrated. It's like, <laughs> why don't you do your dang job? I do my job, and everybody's happy. <laughs> but um, I'm assuming what what happens in this instance is because you do have an AOE charm. I have AOE right? mez. Uh, sorry, AOE mez. You do have that. So. And in these instances, is there like a no, cooldown or it's a bunch of people break breaking my people? stuff, man? I got like this rogue over here backstab. He's like, oh, backstabbing every uh, you know mob here. Uh, and then I got Derek casting AOE spells with Never Nerd. You know, I don't know what's going on, and, and I am holding this together. Everybody wonders why am I zero percent? Look, I'm Eric. Excuse me. I'm doing charm. I gotta haste everybody. I gotta clarity. I gotta do who knows what else. A million things that Nerf and Perf has to do. Everybody else. As oh, the cleric, man. I am highly offended about holding the group together. How dare you, Sam? An enchanter saying that he holds the group. How dare you? Get him, Carlos. Like a cleric is just, 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 just tap your one heal button and I'll be fine, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it's not about that. You have to have the multiple heals. You have to time them well. <laughs> you have to make sure to conserve well, your mana, all right? <laughs> well, here's the funny part. What, what about when I remember there was a mob. He had like four hit points. And I didn't want to waste mana casting like a 300 damage spell. So I just let it sit there. And the thing stayed alive for like 30 seconds because no one could do any damage other than me. Because yeah, I have I have no damage gonna... spells memorized uh, when I play because I'm doing complete. Uh, and I can't me even either. punch. I have two steins. I can't do anything. I'm like a little. Yeah, I'm just like a little. Exactly. Stick. I, I have no skills in, in, in melee. So, yeah, I'm miss, miss, miss. And I also don't have any 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 damage spells memorized. All mine are either buffs or heals or 
you know, because of our crazy group, I have my gate and I have my <laughs> my divine aura, which is invincibility for like 15 seconds for, for nice. But um, well, that's a good part about this group is that everyone has a unique role that they play. And EverQuest in general, everyone has a unique role. That's what I like about it. You right. know, you, like you need a clerk. Like you just need one if you're going to do anything group wise, you know, like you, you may be able to play some other games where you, you don't really need a clerk, you know, you could get by and stuff, but this one you need a clerk and it makes them valuable people. And they're, they're not the coolest characters to play, but some people like them because they'll always be needed, <laughs> <you>. right? <laughs> there you. Oh, man. Uh, no, it just taps into that. Like you really want to help people. If you're a cleric, if you're really a good cleric, you enjoy helping others. Like you don't care about killing or, you know, doing all the most damage. You really care about helping <laughs> others and making sure that they do their best at the other classes. But how dare you? <laughs> um, but getting back on track, uh, you know, going back to to what Anthony was saying about, uh, you know, the planning and the strategy. I think we, we definitely strategize more here in, in, in Agena because when we had to tackle these mobs. They were cozied up in very small rooms that required more thought into the order of how we're going to pull them and which ones we're going to uh, mez, which ones we're going to leave alone, which ones we're going to pull and which ones we're going to keep in those rooms. So even though we were planning ahead of time, I think it, in a lot of places was trial and error because um, we didn't know, like, for example, there was a, a, a case that we got tons of ads uh, that we didn't know about and just wiped us out. But I think that it was a lot more fun to see that, you know, if we were strategizing more and we actually had to use some kind of, you know, planning ahead of, you know, pulling mobs or, or getting into different rooms. Yeah, the toughest part of Nagena for me was killing Rathal in the prison cell, just like you kind of said, Carlos. And so that's, uh, that's the where one, we yeah. get the bloodstained key and a cryptic note that's actually from my Enchanter epic later on. So, I mean, to get to this guy, you needed to somehow clear the prison area of Moosh, my boy, by the way, who was a great pet to be charmed, uh, and a tentacle <laughs> monster. Then there's these yeah. two rooms, okay? One room is full of skeletons. There's about four or five skeletons in it. And the other is full of, like, I think three or four mages, and each of them has pets. So you're talking, like, 12 monsters altogether. Plus, you got Rathal that gets pulled if they come out, too. That's another, like, two or three people. So it was intense. It required so much mez, so much calm, uh, and and to break up the spawns in the room. But, you know, eventually working with you, Tickle Winks and, and myself, we were able to figure out how to like coordinate calming all the monsters. So like, I remember I said, all right, I'm going to calm all the ones on the right. And you're going to calm all the ones on the left. And we started together and we, we calmed them. And we had, I think like 50 seconds to pull, we would pull one and we, we kind of broke it up that way. So eventually we were successful, but it just took a lot of coordination. Um, right. One thing though, that I have to say, I found extremely hilarious was several times in our fail attempts, the mobs would come like rushing in. They would kill poor Moosh, poor guy, and overwhelm us and start just poning everybody, man, and beating everybody down. But for some reason, in, in all those times, I would get mezzed by the mages or one of the, I guess there was an enchanter among them. So I would get mezzed and I just sat there. I couldn't move, but the mobs do not break mezzed when they cast it on, on you. So this cause when when you guys are getting like rushed out of the room and corpses are falling down and people are running away all the mobs would chase everybody else to go kill them and as they chase them out of the room i'm left alone mess and then my mess will come off and so nerf and perf does what he always does right he gates the <laughs> the hell out of there <laughs> because Mer nerf and perf ain't got time to die suckers and sometimes 
when my gate doesn't work, um, <laughs> I, I can origin. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, then again, how much aggro are you really going to get? The only aggro you get is when your wow. pet doesn't Wow, you know, excuse me, sir. My, yeah. That's it. My <laughs> pet. When my else has to worry about all the 20 of my pets that are hasted or <laughs> astronomical. Okay, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, but he gets the aggro. Hey, he gets the aggro. I'm an enchanter. I don't that's take aggro. That's my whole. That's my whole shtick. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, you know, I, the I, fact I that I you read... have to. No, sorry, the fact that you have so much time to hit origin, and you're like, doo, 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 <laughs> that's because I'm good go. at what I do. It's good at what that I is. do. All right. Well, real quick, I, I read that the enchanter eventually got nerfed, meaning his whatever pet that he charmed started doing like regular pet damage not mob damage at some point down the line so as these expansions come out it, that may be God, i want to say happens. that i've heard that it's post level 60 so i think that's okay. when, it, when it happens mm. but uh you know so where are we headed next guys i think uh carlos Ticklewinks is going to be leading our next expedition right so where uh, can we expect to go i just hope that he does his research actually this time and doesn't get us killed again like he did in ruddy eye so I I honestly disapprove disagree with this kind of uh, researching. I like to you know naturally go into a zone and be experience it as, as a brand new place, and you know I think it's it's actually more exciting that way. But yeah, we'll definitely do the research. I think the the next step is uh, to go back to unrest and finish our unfinished business. Uh, but uh, after that, we'll uh, head over to Sol Sakai. So that'll okay. be exciting. I still take issue with that. I still take issue with the researching thing. I mean, it's like, you know, if we were <laughs> in world gnomes, okay, for a second, you think I would be going to the library like, mm, okay, nervous going to look at where to go. Yeah. <laughs> and if I'm not, and I'm in real life, I'm going to like Alakazam or some of the, you know, EQ wikis like P99 has and things like that. Yeah. I'm just saying, right. you know, if you want to lead us to our death again, that's on you. <laughs> Imagine finding all those keys in the Jenna by yourself without uh, doing the research before. Uh, There's no way. That'd be horrible. But there has to be a way. Somebody had to do it first, right? Yeah, they did it by <laughs> yeah. How many years did it take for someone don't, to put that together? Don't let those people's sacrifices be in vain. They did that so we don't have to, okay? That's, we're, di we're disrespecting <laughs> the, the you know memory of all those EQ players long ago who wrote this stuff down for us. Okay, I'll, I'll do my research on Solo Sex Live then. I will do this it. is coming from a guy that uses his map in game. Hmm. Try, 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 try traveling without a map, sir. Which oh, which map? Oh, the Max any map? Yeah, the maps they use for the zones. Oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. He's in denial. Which map? <laughs> well, hey, look for everybody out there. We want to thank you for listening, and we hope we've earned your subscription and a five star rating and review. If you want to get a hold of us. You can reach out to us directly on Twitter at return the number two EQ. And we look forward to bringing you the best podcast we can. In our next regular episode, we're going to be heading to unrest. And hopefully, everything goes well. We'll see. But we'll see you all in two weeks. Train to zone, baby. Woo!